You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. It's time! It's time for High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Intelligent Wrestling Fan. And now here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. Say la vie! Such is life. I just figured out what that meant. And that is what I have to say about NXT essentially being destroyed. Or at the very least, rebuilt. Right? In a completely different image. Let's be real. Let's let's talk about the history of NXT because we know it has now changed more than it ever has before. It's no longer under the Triple H vision. It is no longer going to be about the things. And, and here's the situation, folks. When NXT started out, make no mistake, when NXT started out, it was supposed to be able to go get the big guys. The neck, that was the original image of NXT. That's what it was. They wanted to get the Lars Sullivans of the world. They wanted to get the Baron Corbins of the world. They wanted to get the big athletic guys that they think they can mold into good actors and good professional wrestlers. Here's the problem, and this is what I don't think a lot of the NXT uh, executives understand. What made NXT great, for the most part, was a fantastic mixture of those big athletic guys, but also seasoned veterans from Ring of Honor and the Indies who's been doing it. People like Kevin Steen. I don't know if you remember him. People like Sami Zayn, or as he used to be called, El Generico and whatever other monikers he went by. Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. I mean, NXT, not the women's division so much, but the men's division in NXT has always been really top indie guys when it was there, when NXT was doing great stuff. And I'm sorry, I'm not bringing up Seth Rollins when he was the first NXT champion. That doesn't count. NXT wasn't really popular. Then. I'm talking about the big runs, particularly during the, ba- the Bailey Balor years and FTR years. Alistair Black, when he first came into the fray, you know, all those great matches and all those great things, it was because you had experienced top-notch professional wrestlers, indie guys that probably would never make it on the main roster, and you had them set in the pace, and that's what people loved about NXT. So what happened was they were throwing these big athletic guys in with these really talented, smaller indie guys. And the indie guys were more entertaining. The indie guys were better. The indie guys connected with the crowds more. The indie crowds drew more. WWE has this vision now that they are going to be able to create a Hulk Hogan or a John Cena. They haven't found one yet. They desperately tried with Roman Reigns. And now he's finally doing compelling television. And we're going to get more on that during our podcast. But I want to talk specifically about NXT. I don't want to get off the topic too much. What made NXT great was the indie stars that, to me, that were able to bring that extra element to the table that that cookie cutter bullshit WWE style guys like Lars Sullivan had and Baron Corbin. I mean, it's just a cookie cutter jerk off style. Get a couple of signature, get a couple of signature moves. I like it. All you need is two or three really good signature moves. It's fine and a good presentation. 
Ah, bar Corbin, you're great. You say the lines perfectly. Doesn't draw a dick and kills your ratings. Keep up throwing it. I mean, you know, so what they're doing is what they, so I remember through the entire time of NXT being brought up. The Impaler, my partner in crime in the professional wrestling world, the Impaler, often said, oh, man, you got to watch this guy. He's, he's great, dude. This guy's awesome. This guy's great. You got to see this guy in NXT. Oh, my God, this guy's great. And I always used to say, well, it seems like anybody can get over in NXT, but when they get to the main roster, they just flourish. They, or they just flounder, not flourish. And I was proven right time after time after time. After, and I said it from the beginning. Vince McMahon is never going to put Adam Cole on his fucking poster for SmackDown. Shit, he AJ Styles barely gets there, and the guy's built like a brick shit house, and he's as athletic as is the day is long. And I love Adam Cole; he's no AJ Styles. Sorry, it's just that simple. I mean, not many people are AJ Styles. It's not a shit on Adam Cole. AJ Styles is just. From bell to bell, the best in the business right now, outside of maybe Kenny, for me, for my money. And uh, but the days of AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and and Adam Cole's and even Shawn Michaels of the world, it seems like those days of them being significant champions are few and far between. Is what it is. They want big athletic guys, and you see both brands have their champions. Who is it? Big athletic guys: Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. Who's going for it? Goldberg? I mean, it's very hard for Roman Reigns um, to find someone who's believable to beat him. You know, what happens is you got to think like a Daniel Bryan. That's what makes Daniel Bryan so good with Roman is that he was able to make you believe that he actually could beat one of these guys, even though he was the underdog. That was one of the great things about Bryan. But I digress. So I, I would constantly say, I'm all over the fucking place all over the place. So I would constantly say to the impaler, I say, I get it. I like him. He looks good. But I don't think he's going to get over on the main roster. And I said the same thing about FTR. And it was nothing against FTR. I knew how good they were. FTR is one of my favorite tag teams in the world right now. They're probably my favorite tag team in the world right now. So it wasn't against the professional wrestlers anytime he would uh, you know, allow them and tell me how good they were. It was simply because I didn't believe they would ever get a sniff on the main roster. Vince McMahon has changed the way he does business. And in in, 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 this is how it works. Vince McMahon changed the way he did business as soon as he turned the company public. That's a reality. He cared more about making money than creating art. Now he's just trying to throw shit at the wall and see what the WWE universe will watch. There's no plan. I mean, the mistakes that are happening on a corporate level in the WWE right now, you have to wonder, maybe Vince McMahon was too much of a worker because this company is not ready. Now that he's losing his steps, he's losing his fastball, he clearly doesn't know what professional wrestling fans want because his company, in terms of ratings, is going their impact and their fans are going to start turning it off or dying off. I know I am no fool. People are a habit they've had for decades. Monday night Raw comes on at 26. Now SmackDown, but the ratings are in SmackDown barely draws 2 million. 
Barely. Most of the time, they don't even do that. Raw has record lows consistently this year. And I think it's pretty much a say that complete because of the new relationship with NBC, Peacock Network, and WWE, I think it's a fait accompli when Fox, when this contract with Fox is over, Fox ain't giving them that much. They're going to be like, fuck. That sucks. It's like, we'll, 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 we'll keep you on. I don't know if it was a five-year deal or a three-year deal, but if it was a three-year deal, WWE's not going to be on TV in a year and a half on Fox, on Fox TV. If it's three years, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, the decisions that have been made by the WWE, I'm sorry, there's no other way to, it's incompetence, lack of vision. And they are running it like a monster, monster business. And now WWE is in a vision that is a complete shit show. Big athletic guys that don't do it for the right reason is going to be a majority of the people on WWE television. Guys like Goldberg only did it for the money. Baron Corbin only did it for the money. Those are the wrestlers that are not going to connect with your audience. So you have to put them with people who do connect with the audience. And the WWE wrestlers who connect with the audience right now are few and far between. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Biggie. Seth Rollins isn't connecting with the crowd right now. Edge definitely does. John Cena definitely does. But they're in their fifth. They're, they're, but they're not full-time players. And when they come back, they're the two biggest faces in your company. And like John Cena himself has said, he said, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, I wish there was a fountain of use so I can be a full-time con- con- contributor. Because the more that they bet on older talent, the less stable their future is. John Cena is saying, hey, look, I'll come back and wrestle and do whatever you want me to do. You're paying me. But if you're betting on me to carry your company, it's not going to work. I'll do it for a month or two, but then I'm out. Like Cena's even saying, as as diplomatic as John Cena's going to be, John Cena's even saying, you want to give me the title, my 17th? And by the way, just occurred to me, you know WWE does not give a fuck about if title reigns are important or not. Ric Flair leaves. You don't think for one second John Cena's getting number 17? Cena is beating Roman in some fucking weird way at SummerSlam. Just to say, fuck you, Ric Flair. And quite frankly, John Cena is a much better human being than Ric Flair's ever been. I'm going to get killed for that. You know, Ric Flair inspires us to go out and drink and bang a bunch of women. John Cena, whether you like him or not, he walks the walk. And we know what he stands for. I have a hell of a lot more respect for John Cena as a human being than I do Ric Flair. Do I like watching Ric Flair cut a promo in 1987 more than I ever loved a John Cena promo? Probably. But 
you know, I used to be like, there's no fucking way Ric Flair should not have, should have his record broken by John Cena. Now I'm not so sure. That's a whole other topic we're going to do tomorrow or right around SummerSlam. This is about how NXT is now going to back to where it was supposed to be. Triple H was going to scour the planet and get big monster motherfuckers who can do the wrestling moves. And they really believe they can teach passion. They can teach work, connection to the crowd. A lot of that you can't just teach. Some people are naturals. Kurt Angle. Even Ronda Rousey, to her, to, to her credit, I killed her because of the push she got because her matches were brutal. And she clearly doesn't get professional wrestling, despite how much gratitude she shows to Rowdy Roddy Piper and the McMahons. She doesn't get it. Her tweets have proven that. She's pissed off that the, she was forced down her throat and she got booed out of the building because how dare you boo me? I'm Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, Vince McMahon, they, that this, the spirit is. Our fans are going to be loyal and they'll watch what we let, we'll tell them to watch. That has been their attitude for a long time. They have lied to their fans time after time after time. Now, they don't even give a shit. It's like, if someone literally used the word quote that was quoted in Fightful Select, if someone was quoted by using the word midget, first of all, it's fucking offensive. It's 2021, right, guys? Secondly, They cut the heartbeat of NXT over this past week. After all this, this is just, just like The Fiend. Just like The Fiend, this is just another I told you so fucking moment. So after NXT gets off to a great start, they're making ways before there was ever, AEW was even a concept. NXT was the cool wrestling promotion on the planet, even though it was part of WWE. That was the cool one that you had access to. Classic matches after classic matches, NXT paper takeovers after takeovers, nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 every fucking time. And then they still bring it on the pay-per-views. I haven't connected with many of their characters and I haven't watched NXT. So this is not hurting me at all. I don't care, but it does. But to try to just muster up this anger. So you have NXT, which is every Wednesday night on the internet, but you can watch it whenever the fuck you want on the network. AEW is announced and Vince McMahon thought NXT, the balls. And I remember Kenny Omega mentioned this early. They thought that their WWE brand, because they have the WWE pyro, they have the WWE marketing, they have the W, because it's a WWE brand underneath the WWE umbrella, they can think, we're just going to throw it out and we're going to hurt their ability to make money. We're going to hurt their ability to get fans. What that was, quite frankly, it was literally like Vince McMahon's like, oh, you don't deserve to face SmackDown and Raw, damn it. You're going to face NXT. If you get through NXT, then you can come after Raw or SmackDown. Not that they're ever going to go opposite either night because Tony Khan is very clear he doesn't want to interfere with the NFL on cable TV. 
but in terms of numbers and ratings, because AEW and Raw are not that far, or AEW and Raw are not that far apart. So they send NXT with, quite frankly, as great as Adam Cole is, he's not Kenny Omega. Sorry, he's great, but he's not Kenny. He's, I mean, you could make the argument he's not a few guys in the AEW. So they had all these developmental guys, big athletic guys or young guys that WWE thinks they can make them great professional wrestlers. At the end of the day, if you're not a good professional wrestler, it doesn't matter. You can be both a great professional wrestler and a sports entertainer. If you're just a great sports entertainer, you're not going to connect with the crowd. You're just going to be placement pieces for people who do connect with the audience. A la Baron Corbin. Does anyone give a fuck about Baron Corbin ever? I started caring and then they turned heel like right away. It was like the only time I cared about the guy. And I'm like, oh, he's just going to be a scumbag low life. That might be better. And it, it, it would make why he's such a piece of shit, his character anyway, uh, more make more sense. But this is rambling. I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this. But uh, we saw that. So they purge a couple different people from NXT, Aleister Black, Ricochet, because everything was going to be different, what have you. AEW comes on. They put NXT against AEW just to hurt AEW. And if WWE says any other thing, any other thing other than that, they're lying. And honesty with their fans is not something WWE does. You're the authority. (laughs) Back in the day when I was in high school, we did a thing. We would wave at someone like, yeah, dick. Okay, dick. Like, okay, dick. Yeah, Triple H. You get a yeah, dick. Yeah, dick. Okay, dick. We're the authority, dick. No authority, dick. (laughs) No, dick. No authority. Yeah. We're never, we were never the authority. You're full of shit. You're liars. That was the last time I somewhat trusted you. I didn't even trust it. I was like, oh, we'll say, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Now I haven't gotten excited. And now I haven't watched an episode of Raw in months. Probably the longest stretch I've gone not watching Raw since 2013. I don't just bitch about it. I don't, I don't tweet how bad Raw is anymore. I haven't commented on Raw too much. And why is that? Because I don't like it. I don't pay attention to it. It doesn't get my attention. It doesn't get my time. And it certainly doesn't get my fucking money. So I'm not, I, I, I don't focus on things to bitch about. I'm not Jim Cornette who's going to sit through hours and hours of wrestling I hate just to be a jerk off about it and, say, and like 20% of the thing. Well, what, kind of, what kind of life is that? And I'm going to spend my time making fun of people who's more successful at what they're doing than I am right now. I tell you right now, 80% of things, I, I hate it. But that's how he likes it. He, I mean, and the guy's happy, and he's a legendary manager. He's top three manager of all time. So, But you're not going to get that from me. I'm not going to spend any time on Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. I'm just going to make fun of it once or twice and call it a day. Let, let me guess. Goldberg came out, said a couple decent things about how much of a tough guy he is and how Bobby Lashley's next. (sighs) Let me guess, people got speared, 
I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me guess. Bill Goldberg still can't wrestle. <laughs> but he only needs two moves. Yeah, and, and that attitude doesn't work for me. But that's the attitude WWE has. Bill Goldberg is a microcosm, is a perfect little example of where WWE is and how smart they think the WWE fans are. While they're pumping in sound effects to make the guy sound like he's over when people hate him and don't watch him. So NXT goes against AEW. They were un they were completely unmatched from a creative standpoint. Completely unmatched. This would have been a quicker finish if the if the pandemic didn't happen. I'm telling you that right now. WWE. When they went up against AEW, when they took NXT and put it up against AEW, it was really not a long war, and it wasn't a very <laughs> it wasn't a, it was a pretty decisive war. NXT had their victories, don't get me wrong, but by and large, AEW smoked them like a fucking blunt. Caused morale issues. Vince McMahon started questioning, well, what are you guys doing wrong? How come these guys, how come this guy Marco Stunt, this guy Marco Stunt's getting better ratings than Adam Cole? Vince doesn't realize that Adam Cole is what makes people love AEW. And those stories that were being told, that's what was great about AEW, about NXT. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam Cole. If WWE, if they signed Adam Cole, it would just be to put a Band-Aid on the gallons and gallons of water pouring into the fucking boat. Shit. It'd be like you have a... a honestly, signing Adam Cole, because you know they're just going to release him within a year anyway. Signing Adam Cole, if they do do it, from a business perspective, it doesn't make any sense because you've got to overpay for them. A lot. Because WWE comes with baggage, right? You gotta overpay for him. And you don't, and he doesn't fit anything what you're looking for. You don't believe Adam Cole can main event WrestleMania. Period. Shawn Michaels might. Triple H might. But Vince doesn't. And for Adam Cole to even get to that level, how would you make Adam Cole a top star that would be believable on either brand right now without the undisputed error on the side? You'd have to give him a faction. You have to make him a heel that has a couple big heaters. That's the only way it would be believable at this point in the current WWE. So NXT goes up against AEW, and AEW beats them soundly within two years. And what happens when they switch days? AEW flourishes, NXT flounders, barely getting a half a million people a week. Meanwhile, AEW is now almost doubling them on a day, on a weekly basis. And it wasn't because AEW's production was better. It wasn't because their commentary was better. It wasn't because their wrestlers were more athletic. No. It was because AEW speaks a real fan, and they're honest with us. They're fucking honest. And honesty is a lost art. NXT stopped being honest when it went to USA. 
they started having to live under the guide and under the thumb of Vince Kennedy McMahon. And then what everyone loved about NXT, which by the way, was driven by those great indie stars, those sawed off midgets, so to speak. Those, my friend, those are the guys that built NXT and you don't believe in them. And that means you don't believe in the real professional wrestling fan. And this is the one thing that WWE doesn't understand. WWE thinks they are bigger than professional wrestling. We are now seeing, and it did, no, it's not happening overnight, but we are now seeing an alternative building up and every other company is thriving because of this other company. The Forbidden Door has created an entire universe outside of the WWE that is growing fire. There is more interactions. Impact's viewing is way up. AEW's viewing is way up. GCW, MLW, all these big indie promotions. And New Japan's have been more popular than it is in the States right now. Professional wrestling, sorry, WWE. Professional wrestling has a beautiful, clear alternative that is not going anywhere. And the only part of the alternative you had was NXT, and you destroyed it. If there was one person I wish could live forever, it is Vince McMahon. And I know he's going to do the best he can to do so. And I say that meaning no one has impacted the world of professional wrestling. He can call it sports entertainment all he wants. It was never sports entertainment. It was his brand of professional wrestling. And that's the key. They don't use the word wrestling. They, use, they say sports entertainment. <laughs> I always knew it was bullshit. It's professional wrestling. You don't go to a sports entertainment school. You go to a, prof you go to a professional wrestling school. <laughs> they thought they changed a completely different animal. No, you just put a shit ton of amazing production and stories and over-the-top characters and some brilliant people. And, and when the wrestlers were able to be, get creative, particularly in the 80s and 90s and 2000s and early 2000s, it was magical. And I'm never going to forget that from Vince. So I wish he could live forever because he's, no one will ever do more for professional wrestling than Vince McMahon has. But he didn't create a new entity. And now that WWE has actual competition and they are competition now, make no mistake. And if you don't believe me now, talk to me in four months when CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, and Adam Cole all show up on AEW. Are you telling me they're not competition at that point? Are you really trying to fucking tell me they're not competition? CM Punk, whenever he debuts, is going to change the world the way he did 10 years earlier. The CM Punk story has not even close to being over yet. He has a lot of years rested up. He's, I believe, in his early 40s. He's got many years left in professional wrestling in him if he wants. And it's exciting because he's going to change the game again. And he's going to be able to do it with guys like Kenny O'Fucking Mega and the Young Bucks and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. 
Meanwhile, WWE has Goldberg and Bobby Lashley as one of their main events. I mean, what a fucking way. How about that? What a way to take steam away from WWE SummerSlam. What a fucking way to have. If CM Punk debuts, and it makes sense, CM Punk debuts on Friday, August 20th. Way to take the buzz, the fucking buzz right out of WWE. Holy cow. I'm going to be in Illinois around August 20th. Hmm. I'm about three hours away. NXT then lost something. We talked about it when NXT first got on USA. They lost a piece of who they were. They were no longer the viable other option. They were different. They were trying to mold in something different and their, and their storylines didn't connect. The audience wasn't there and, and that hurt them too because that NXT audience is really passionate. And last night during a taping, it's been reported. In the beginning there was the typical we are NXT chant and somebody in the audience chanted we were NXT. That is a sombering, sombering, sombering. After AEW chases off NXT and WWE to Tuesday nights, NXT just couldn't keep up. There's too many nights of wrestling. And AEW was much more compelling. And they thought it was going to get better when the audience got back, but since you changed NXT, the audience didn't care as much anymore. And then you cut some of their favorite people. <laughs> and now, as we know it, NXT is dead. They can call whatever they want. NXT, fine, call it NXT, but it's back to what it was originally. And I thought the original idea was shitty. It's good to get people like that, but you need to compliment them with really good professional wrestlers. WWE doesn't get that. They just want sports entertainers. Sports entertainers doesn't connect with the audience. They're pieces to put around the real professional wrestlers. And those real professional wrestlers like AJ Styles, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, make guys like Roman Reigns look great. Make guys like Braun Strowman look great. Without them to make those guys look great, you're just going to get shitty, uncompelling television. But I hate Seth. Rollins' character now, and I'm not as interested in him as I used to be. The guy bell to bell still makes everybody look amazing. But are you going to tell me Seth Rollins remotely has a chance to ever headline WrestleMania again? In the way they're going? Maybe. Not with BKM there, though. He had a shot. He didn't make it. I don't know if you saw the fiend buried him. Gave him 17 curb stops and couldn't beat him. That was great. Good shit. Such good shit. So after they go to Tuesday nights, they continue on compelling television. Their ratings flounder between 500 and 600,000 every week. So they're not even getting the ratings they were when they were against AEW. Meanwhile, AEW is doing a million or more for over for now a month straight. 
We'll see what happens tonight. This is not even with CM Punk and Brian Danielson on TV yet or Wyndham Rotunda. And if Malachi Black is any indication of what can happen in AEW, this is like buying Ethereum a couple months ago. And where Ethereum is today, where AEW is going to be in a couple months. And NXT is now dead. So right now, I want to give the 10-bell salute a la Paul Heyman. Dwight the Clown is still around, isn't he? Anyways, that's all we got for High Spots and Cheap Pops right now. We just wanted to talk about the death of NXT and my ramblings amidst that. This is Silicon Steve Valley. Thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. I will be back with the Impeller later this week. Thank you so much, everybody. This is Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots, Cheap Pops!